Nirvana. <laughs> Bowler's place was just out of sight, but I liked that, as it was amusing trying to gauge the precise moment when dog and master would come round the bend on their evening foray. On the afternoon of the leg, I had assumed this ritual would be waived, for judging from the yelps emanating from Foxford Wood, Bouncer had escaped his flimsy coldits and was savouring a joyous idyll among the rabbits, intent to quote one of those human music maestros on making the buckers hop, and hop they did, so he told me afterwards. But I take the post with a flea's knee suspecting that Bouncer's capacity for duffing up rabbits is largely in his imagination. At any rate, I knew that he would be in disgrace and thus forfeit the nightly exercise, and so with a slight sense of disappointment, I had settled down to doze in the noonday sun. Stone was warm, surface smooth and solid. An admirable piece of masonry on which to pass an idle hour. The value of comfort to a cat cannot be stressed enough. Without it, contentment is a chimera. With it, life has a quality which dogs, particularly those as limited as Bouncer, can rarely contemplate. My pillar was one of a pair of grandiose posts guarding the long gravel drive to Elizabeth Fotherington's residence. Like several in the neighbourhood, the house has been built just before the First World War and seemed to reflect that air of solidity and confidence which, rightly or wrongly, humans ascribe to that era. The same cannot be said of its owner. My mistress. Solid legs she may have had, but in all other respects she was entirely at odds with the house she inhabited. Edgy, fulsome and witless, she was a constant source of annoyance to me, and my best means of refuge from those crushing embraces was the sanctuary of the high pillar. Facing south, it offered easeful warmth and was sufficiently elevated to ensure protection from pavement vulgarities. I doubted whether St. Simeon's perch was half as good as mine, and in any case probably lacked its attendant tree, whose overhanging branches were not so dense as to blot out the sun, yet thick enough to create the necessary camouflage. Cats need camouflage. We are prey to dogs, small boys, and petulant householders. In particular, the tree helped to veil my presence from Bouncer when he bounded round the corner with or without his asinine master. He was never quite sure whether I was there or not. The creature's sense of smell was fairly acute, but I sometimes think his eyesight is defective. This may be congenital, one of those several handicaps of the canine condition, or perhaps the effects of the lunatic fringe which cascades from his brows. But whatever the cause, it meant that he did not always observe me lurking there, and thus, when not in a socialising mood, I could remain withdrawn and be spared his frenzied greetings. 
Anyway, the leg. There I was that afternoon, quietly enjoying my customary postprandial snooze, when suddenly the air was rent by the dog's excruciating tones. As mentioned, I managed to keep my composure and icily directed him to lower his voice. My cool reaction had a sobering effect, and he proceeded to recount his experience. It was a fairly lengthy business, as he is not the most succinct narrator, and much of it was punctuated by demonstration of how he had beaten hell out of the rabbits. I told him to get to the point, which he eventually did. Apparently, he had been resting briefly, having first rolled in a mess of rotting leaves, and Lord knows what, the pungency was still upon him, when he noticed a large bush.